Dynasty Wonderland. <laughs> hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Dynasty Wonderland podcast. It has been a minute, my friends, my madcaps, but we are back. Me, the salary captain, Mr. Aaron Stewart. What's up, buddy? We're back again. Ah, oh, reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> there we go. It's It's been a while. But yeah. you know what? We both at the same time, like I was thinking about it, I had recorded a captain's cabin with the EDG, big friend of the show. And when we got done, I was like, I really miss the main show here. I, I need to see where Ryan's at. I think that next day is when you had reached out to me and we're like, I'm not quite there yet, but I think I, I'll be soon. So here we are. Yeah. We're rested. We're energized. It's time for off season, right? Yeah. Well, I was, like I told you, I was enjoying the, the hiatus and uh, I've still got some hiatus left in me, but I was like, we got to get in and talk about, it's been a crazy playoffs. Uh, the, you know, the coaching carousel, there's been a lot of stuff going on. So there's some notable things to discuss. And for that, we brought in the aforementioned EDG, Chris B, the EDG, Chris Buonagara. What's up, buddy? Welcome back to the pod. Good to have you. Great to be here as always. Um, what's going on, man? I'm, I'm good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, I'm still just, we just finished watching Championship Sunday and I'm still just baffled. So my brain is processing. That's okay. I get it. I was, I've been hoping the Bengals would do this. I just was like, there's no way they really pull it off and go all the way to the Super Bowl. Do they? But they do. And they did. And it, it's going to be interesting. Bengals, Rams, Guys, we'll start with you, EDG. Thoughts overall on the playoffs? What's going on? We got the Super Bowl coming up. Thoughts on that? Just overall NFL postseason, anything you want to give me, whether it's football, fantasy, throw it out. Um, I, I'm just beyond relieved that we're getting some fresh faces in a Super yes. Bowl game. Um, it's, it's all, it's all I've wanted for years. We don't have to see the chiefs or Tom Brady for the first time in like five years. Uh, and that's sick. And that's sick. And I, I hope we can get more like variants for years to come. Um, even though of course we're going to see the same usual suspects in playoffs again. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I think, uh, the most important takeaway for me from this last year going into next year is that like, I feel like we now finally have fully transitioned to a new era of the faces of quarterback, the NFL, right? Like Rogers, Brady, Ben breeze, the Mannings that era is done. Now we have yeah. the burrow, Mahomes, Allen, you know, uh, I'm definitely missing guys, but these young electric quarterbacks, they're all fantastic. I don't think there's a big difference between a burrow or a Mahomes or an Allen at, 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 at this point, they're all e equally as lethal. Mm. And we're going to be seeing a lot of these guys, you know, and it's great. It's fun. Well, you got Herbert, Lamar Jackson. I mean, the yeah. AFC in itself is fucking loaded. And, uh, yeah, it's it's really cool because uh, we're in good hands. We're in good hands with quarterbacks, I think. Um, so, yeah, excellent observation. What about you, Aaron? Anything from, from your perspective? Well, to hit on those quarterbacks, too, the, the crazy thing is the NFC may be in trouble. All those great quarterbacks you mentioned that are – starting to be the face of the new NFL. 
they're all in the AFC. Look at look at the top NFC playoff teams. There's Rodgers, who's already talked about retirement. I think that may be overblown a little bit. Projection of player, very emotional after a tough loss. Garoppolo is the youngest one of those, and he he has now entered his 30s. We had Matthew Stafford, who's what, 33, 34 years old. So the NFC, what's going to happen there? <laughs> because I sit there and go, it's going to be hard to bet against the AFC. And, and of course, Brady. Brady retired, question mark, maybe. We'll get into that more later on. But mm-hmm. my major takeaway on this is this Super Bowl has got so many great stories. Sean McVay versus Zach Taylor, the former coordinator for him with the Rams. Andrew Whitworth, a 40-year-old tackle, playing the Bengals, the team he played many, many seasons on. You have, let's see, what, what are some of the other ones? I, I don't know if has, there's no there's no seven-loss team that's ever been in the Super Bowl, right? Like that would have had to have been a nine and seven team in years past. Um Giants, the Giants maybe. won a Super Bowl at eight and eight. That's right. Yeah, I was going right. to say the Giants. I, I, think I wonder if we've had two teams. The These two teams, uh, the Rams lost five games. It's like, have we had a, a, a Super Bowl with two teams that have combined for that many losses to be playing? It, it is good stuff. It really seems that this year in particular, it was wide open. And that's mm-hmm. how you see what the Bengals, the number four seed, that had to pull off a couple of upsets the past two weeks. And the 49ers almost – almost ran the the whole gauntlet there as a six seed it's it's awesome it was it's been some great football these past few weeks and i'm looking forward to Bengals rams and just going i really don't care who wins i'm just want to enjoy a good game yeah i'm with you there like part of me really rooting for the Bengals. there's a football podcast i listen to and uh one of the four hosts of the show um died of cancer last year like right before the Super Bowl and he had this attachment to the Bengals where he like was a Bengals fan and then he wasn't a Bengals fan his name was Wes so he called uh, every wild card Sunday back of the Andy Dalton Bengals he used to call it West of us because he would always wait and celebrate the Bengals losing in the first round and it's a, so the rest of the pod's been kind of celebrating this Bengals run so I've been kind of latched on to them but man I would also kind of like to see the Rams uh, win it. I mean, it's nice to see Stafford there, Odell there, um, you know, Donald's back, Von Miller's back. Like, right. you know, I, I don't. it's hard, you know, not to root for them too. So as far as football goes, I'd, I'm just hoping for a great Super Bowl because really the whole playoffs, wild card weekend was a bit of a stinker, you know, uh, but then pff, the past two weekends have been fun as hell. Yep. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. Either way, there's a lot of posit- like good sports narratives. I just would prefer to see the Rams because the Bengals have like ten years to win a Super Bowl now. Yeah, that's kind Rams, of my thing. Yeah, yeah, the Rams have like two to three realistically, and I just really think Aaron Donald deserves to win a Super Bowl after all he's accomplished in his career. And there's really like a two to three year window where where Stafford, Cup, and Donald will all still be at the peak of their game. And as they all get older, you know, you really risk like injury. Like none of these guys are young, but they're not aged out. And it would be cool to see them get it on their record. But, um, you know, otherwise the uh, what's it called? Like otherwise, like, you know, they're very young in Cincinnati. So that's Mm -hmm. my only point. But like otherwise, yeah, just like a good game would probably be the best case scenario. 
100% agree with that. Uh, is there any any takeaways uh, as far as fantasy wise that you've that either of you um, have gotten from this this playoff these playoffs? Um, Aaron, we'll start with you on this one. Anything at all? I'm gonna say is to go a step further on fantasy. I'm gonna go dynasty. Like dynasty, mm-hmm. you're probably too low on T Higgins. You probably are because just overall as the Bengals and, and Chris, he he mentioned this. Like the Bengals are young. They're really young. I don't think people realize how young. The Bengals are the third youngest team in the AFC conference next season. That's insane. Like we, We're guaranteed to get at least two seasons with Burrow throwing the ball to Chase and Higgins. Mm. And their salary cap is they're, – they're not tied down anything. Like their salary cap is very healthy to the point where they can extend Higgins, and that's not going to be a problem. You're going to see Joe Burrow throwing to Chase and Higgins for – at least the next five seasons and maybe more. So like that dynasty takeaway is look at Higgins was kind of, was definitely overshadowed because of everything Jamar Chase was doing, but Higgins on most rosters, he would be the number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And look, if somehow, some way someone is low on Higgins for whatever reason, go get him. I, I don't feel like there's enough hype on Higgins. So especially your dynasty leagues, Go get Higgins and thank me later. Pieces of good offenses. I think too, like I think for all 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 of Cincinnati, we saw that Zach Taylor is actually a pretty good coach too. You know, they played very good situational football all playoffs. Um, that's how they've won these these tough yes. games. So Great like second half adjustments. They've came yeah. in in the second half, just yeah. It's, it's so been great. You don't have to worry about like I feel like there's less concern about like like Higgins failing to return value because he starts getting misused the mm. way we saw from like lamb this year. Right. Like, right. Because Zach Taylor now, like, yeah, he, like I was skeptical of him before the season started. Cause it's only really like his third or fourth season, but four seasons in comes from the McVay Shanahan coach tree. Now is in a super bowl played a lot of really impressive national games. Like he's, he's there. He's made it. He's good. We mm. can say it. <laughs> Yeah, I think I have just one, and that is um, this could be dynasty, whatever, or, you know, standard, whatever you're playing. Cam Akers, fucking Cam Akers, man. Um, you know, our, our beloved pod father, you know, told everybody, do not sell this dude. And uh, I have him rostered in a few leagues, and I did sell him in one league, uh, in a league I thought I was going to be very competitive in and i just wanted wide receiver help and uh i ended up just that that league we'll we'll not speak of that team anymore but anyway otherwise i held on to my cam acres and i mean aside from i you know he had some dropsies there in the playoffs but otherwise looking damn good i would say so if you held on to him you gotta be feeling good about that all right. Yeah. Any any other thoughts from the playoffs, my friends? Man, I think we've hit on all the big ones. Okay. Um, had some upsets, but like I'm liking the Super Bowl we got. It's nice that it's not number one and number two seeds. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yes, the variance is great. We'll see if uh, it continues. It looks like the future is bright at quarterback. Speaking of quarterback and some of those older quarterbacks, a Brady could be retiring. 
Rogers says maybe. I personally think it's more likely he ends up here in Denver. I don't want him here in Denver, but it's it, 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 there's a chance that a Russ still still out there, and then Big Ben retired as well. And then you got coaching news all around. Nathaniel Hackett, former now former OC of the Packers. New Broncos head coach. You've got a bunch of stuff going around with that. So, Aaron, we'll start with you. What do you got on any of the quarterback situations, coach moves, GM moves? I know you're into salary cap stuff and all of that. So these kinds of things definitely interest you. What do you got, my friend? Let's start with Denver. Because Denver is something that all of us have talked about for the past year, it seems, you look at that Broncos team, and it showed this year. It's not a bad roster. I think all three of us in there are in agreement from top to bottom across all the positions there. Broncos have talent. They're just missing a freaking quarterback. Sorry, you're not going to win with Teddy Bridgewater. You definitely can't win with Drew Locke, and that's been proven the past couple of seasons. And it's so frustrating when you had a, overall a very talented defense that did what it needed to do and a powerful rushing attack between Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, a receiving core that doesn't lack talent or at least athleticism. You just sit there and go any quarterback and Aaron Rodgers last year, were like, he's going to make it to Denver. It just seems to fit so perfectly that even I go, it's not going to happen because it makes too much sense. But right. when they locked up <laughs> Cortland Sutton and they locked up <clears throat> Tim Patrick, those are interesting moves to lock up pieces of your passing offense before you even really know who the quarterback is. And I go, you know what, if they were going to address the, the quarterback position, in the draft, they would have already. Mm. And then even if they were like, maybe not this year, but like this upcoming draft or the year after, why the heck are you locking up Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton? It just doesn't fit the time frame unless they're going to get somebody. The, the Nathaniel Hackett really seems to be, a hire where you go, hey, Mr. Rogers, please come here. We got your, we got your coach. The, Nathaniel Hackett was the coach back in, oh, what was it? Was it 2018? I think he was the actual like quarterback coach where Rogers kind of turned things around. I may be mistaken on that one. I think I'm thinking of a different coach, but still, he's been the coach the last couple of seasons mm. where Rogers won a Super Bowl. Super Bowl, wow, MVP and is likely the MVP this year. Because remember, folks, it's a regular season award. It doesn't take into account postseason. Like, he's gotten Rodgers to play maybe his best football. Well, and actually, it, if I remember correctly, his resume does include him being the OC of the Jaguars the year Blake Bortles actually had a good year. And good. along with, I believe, Tyrod Taylor in Buffalo um, Crazy. made the playoffs one year with Tyrod. So it, 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 it doesn't sound like he's got absolutely nothing in his background, but you add some of that stuff sprinkled in with, with the Aaron Rodgers stuff, and you go, there might be – to me, it's one of those situations where, yes, they want to lure him in. But I don't think that's all of that. I think there's a right. lot of people who really think Hackett – is going to be a good coach. So I think they're like, hey, we're getting a good coach. If he helps us get Aaron Rodgers, fucking great. And, uh, but yeah, <clears throat> you also got to imagine with, you know, this roster not having a quarterback and with 
a positive, you know, an ownership change coming, selling the team and all that, you got to think, you would think it'd make it a lot easier to take the job if you knew you were possibly bringing Aaron Rodgers along. <laughs> so right. I don't know. <clears throat> Interesting situation they got going on here in Denver. Right. And I think they did make the right head coaching move because you had Vic, Vic Fangio, defensive-minded coach, and they just couldn't do anything on offense. And they got talent on defense. Like, don't worry about a defensive coach. So it's nice that they brought in an offensive coach that, as you mentioned very well, you look at all the places he stopped at and he has worked some miracles. So if not Rogers, whichever guy that they end up on, I think Denver is looking nice. Now the other rough thing is that division. (laughs) That's the only question is Mahomes and the chiefs aren't going anywhere. The Raiders are a playoff team, but I definitely could see them take a step back and the chargers got Herbert. So that's going to be a vicious division there, but props to the Broncos for going, you know what? Like we're not going to cower and just roll over and be the number four team in the division for the next half decade. Like they are trying to throw punches too and bring everything to in particular, the chargers chiefs. And as them being my hometown team, I'm not like a fan or anything, but I really just wish like, can you stop doing like they went and got Peyton and then it's like they just do it's all these band-aid situations like how about we get a young guy uh, uh please and they try it with drew lock it, well, <laughs> it that's work. true that's true but he was a second rounder you know it's not like you know i'd like to see them like oh hey they should have drafted justin fields which i am a little worried about because the bears hired eber who hey, not a bad d coach it sounds like some people like him, but come on, man. Like, unless you get a situation like with Josh Allen, where it's him and Brian Dayball, and they're actually able to work together, like, for an extended period. But you see what's going on in the NFL. So many offensive coordinators get hired, and it's just like, it, you know, that's the problem with hiring the defensive coach is that, you know, you could be looking for a new offensive coordinator every other year. And, um, you know, some coaches can make it work, some can't. So I, I don't know. I'll be interested to see who they get in there to work with Justin Fields. And you look at the four teams that played today, look at their head coaches. All of them came from the offensive side. So hiring defensive coaches, I saw that. I saw that for the Bears and went, oh, Chicago. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's just coincidence that we have a lot of offensive coaches. Um, they also a lot of these offensive coaches have great quarterbacks. I mean, I, I am going to bring up Bill Belichick. You know, probably best coach of all time is very defensive minded. And like True. ten years ago, all the coaches were defensive minded. I know the league has changed, but there's still a place for like a very good defensive first head coach. They just need a quarterback that can like make up for if the OC isn't great. That's why like. I don't know. The, the Broncos firing Vic Fangio didn't really make sense to me. This other guy could be better, but I feel like if you were going to bring in Rodgers, I would almost prefer a Fangio because he can just completely focus on the, on the defense. And like Rodgers doesn't really need an OC. He's the type of guy that can do it himself. Um, obviously, someone has to call the plays, but they made it work. You know, a lot of times when these defensive guys win, they win on the back of a quarterback that can make up for poor play call with, you know, at the line of scrimmage adjustments and stuff. But 
I definitely agree that lately we have seen a lot more success from offensive-minded coaches, as considering that the ones in the Super Bowl are both that. So not a very strong point, but just a point. <laughs> well, I wasn't even necessarily arguing that they, they were more successful. It just does seem like that's where, you know, a lot of teams are going. And um, But I think you also do see the – well, we had an offensive coach left last time, so now we're going to hire a defensive coach. I almost wonder if that's what the, would happen with the Bears. Like, well, we had Matt Nagy. Let's get a defensive guy. <laughs> like, I, it, who knows? Teams are weird. Teams are fucking weird. Teams are fucking weird. Teams are weird. I definitely agree. My only concern with Denver at this point is that, like, the whole Rodgers to Denver thing is definitely all great points, Aaron. It's something I've believed in for, like, two years now. But I just feel like it's one of those things that fans talk about all the time, but we have no reason to believe it from what we've heard from the league. And a lot of times, like as fans, we love to get our hopes up for no reason, you know? Yeah, we try I don't to really care. I, if I was Aaron Rodgers, I would not want to come to the AFC. <laughs> Send me somewhere else in the NFC. But then again, the Packers aren't going to want to trade him anywhere in the NFC. So there you go. Sorry, Aaron, didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. And I think the only thing that could that helps Rodgers if he does want to go to an NFC team is he could just retire and really screw over the Packers. So it's a nice little thing they have in his, that he made sure was in his clause there that I think not that he's actually going to retire. I highly doubt Rodgers is going to retire. It just doesn't seem like he's going to retire. I don't think he does. I do think Brady retires. Yeah. I know a lot of people mentioned before Sean Payton left like the saints and you know, I did have a great Twitter thread on, on, on Twitter, obviously, on how the Saints aren't screwed by the salary cap, but it would require, if they were to bring in a Rodgers or a Wilson, oh my God, there would have yeah. to be some severe cap gymnastics to bring in a quarterback like that. But yeah, with Rodgers, it's wait, see. And I'm with you, Chris, on that. Originally, like last year, I was like, yeah, Broncos seemed great. As the season went along and the Packers kept winning, it was like, Packers are the number one team in the NFC again. And it seems like, you know what, winning heals all wounds. And I was like, you know, is he really going to be better anywhere else he goes? It really, it seemed that being in Green Bay, being in the opposite conference point that, that you mentioned, Ryan, being in an NFC and not the brutal AFC, it's like the best case scenario, but who knows? It's going to be a crazy off season. Yeah. Get ready for twists and turns. 100% agree. I, I think I've said that like four or five times I already. I apologize. 1000% agree. <laughs> I do that sometimes. I talk to my wife. I have, the, there's this lady downstairs and I always see her when I go to smoke a cigarette. It's almost like we're on the same cigarette clock in our brains anyway <clears throat> and i see her all the time and i swear she she always says hi first hi how's it going and i always say not too bad how are you it's same thing every fucking time she talks to me not too bad how are you and then i and then at some point i was just like i gotta like respond with something different ryan for fuck i did maybe i'm just going on it it's a weird tangent but it, anyway I don't know how well, hey, if she ever does something to piss you off, right? Next time you see her, just when she asks you, just say God awful. 
because that's gonna really throw her off. She's gonna think it's like end of days, right? She's like, oh my god, he's doing worse than not too bad. What is wrong? <laughs> oh, I love it. Completely changed. Oh, here the Dynasty bottom. Wonderland. We like to keep people on their toes. Let's <laughs> get the Dynasty Wonderland. We spite our neighbors for seemingly no reason. <laughs> Just to um, mid humor. That's win the, the victory over him. <laughs> Ah, uh, okay. Anything, EDG, what do you got on Brady? I know you got something on Brady. Even if you think he's going to retire and we got to bow down as he walks away into the sunset, I'm okay with that. He's the man. At least, Yeah, I never thought he would retire. Um, I don't know. I, I saw a, a meme. Someone was like, Tom Brady really went out and said, I'm going to play until I suck. And then never sucked, so he just stopped. <laughs> like he just, he was just all right. Like it's clearly not gonna happen. I gotta call it at some point. It's like when you're at the casino, right? And you're just winning and winning and winning. You're like, eventually my luck has to run out. Maybe I should, I, I should just stop, right? But I, um, I was blindsided by the news. At this point, I, I consider it a done deal, even though they're being coy with it. I think whoever leaked it is is kind of messed up. Like, let the guy do it himself if he wants, and that's probably why they're backtracking. But that I don't Schefter, see why it wouldn't happen. Shady Schefter. Yeah, it's kind of like, hey, man, like, greatest of all time, he should get the respect to at least have a press conference. Right. You would think. But you would think, right. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm grateful. I, I Basically, my entire football life was Tom Brady up to this point, and a little upset that he's retiring. Like, and I'm a Jets fan. I, as much as I've talked praise of him <laughs> yeah. from a fantasy football standpoint <clears throat> on the show, like I've always hated Tom Brady because of the pain, right? Especially as a kid before I was making thoughts and it was just like, you know, heavy emotion. Um, <laughs> but he is, he is single-handedly responsible for some of the best football I've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. And he makes for great television. And you, you, you really, I don't think we're ever going to see as good of games as we've seen with Brady than anyone else. Cause like the chiefs are great. What they did against the bills last week was, was, up there in terms of craziest finishes to a game ever, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just like, that's just how the chiefs play. Tom Brady has beat people in a million different ways. You know, there's 28 Mm. to three, there's completely shutting down the Rams. There's, you know, this and that. And even the ones where he loses are so memorable. The losses are almost more memorable than the wins, not to mention the Seattle Seahawks thing. Like, I don't know, just some of the best football ever certainly will be missed from an entertainment standpoint. Um, as a Jets fan, very happy. And as a fantasy football fan, also upset because now I can't keep touting him. So, <laughs> give or take. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, when it comes to football, he's the man. And um, I feel like he's, he's done too. Yeah, fucked up on Shefty and ESPN and all them to not let the man do it himself. But yeah, I figure... He's done, and, you know, I don't think Rodgers is done, but he's nearly there. Big Ben walked away. Like you said, EDG, we're walking into this, finally, this new era of quarterbacks, and we've got quite a few young good ones, and as Aaron pointed out, mostly in the AFC. So now I got one last topic up, and that's free agency. Obviously, we still got a little bit of time before that, that comes around, but we can go ahead and do a little bit of looking ahead. Adams, uh, Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, Michael Gallup, AB, OBJ, quite a few receivers, um, both Arizona running backs. There's not a lot of uh, Rashad Penny. There's not a lot for running back. Um, 
Mike Gusecki. So it, any any of these free agents, these top free agents, does anybody does it pop out to you a destination for them? Um, anything that intrigues you, interests you, etc. EDG, let's start with you. Um, I mean, I really am mostly just compelled by quarterback narratives when it comes to free agency and it's mm. not that there are free agents but there's potential movers but a lot of it feels like just the noise you hear every year but you know Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, um, Jimmy Garoppolo all potential movers going to be interesting to see like which teams compile new offenses and where how we can like move fantasy rankings when people get better quarterbacks but in terms of mm. like receivers and tight ends like it's so hard to know where they're going to go at this point in the offseason um, you know, and you hear all these rumors and stuff. So I, I, for me, it's a little too early to really have like a strong take. Any wishful thinking, like as far as fantasy wise, where would you want? Cause I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sitting here giving you absolutely nothing. You're trying your best. I'll be, no, that's... <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the worst. My bad. Um, I mean, listen, I, I, I want to see Tampa Bay just collapse, right? Like, Right. I, I want to pull out a history textbook and read about the fall of the of the Holy Roman Empire. And to me, it's it's just the same picture as Tampa Bay falling apart this year if, if Brady does re retire. Because like, first off, like half the team is just old guys who wanted to try to win while they could with Brady, so they're not going to stick around. No. Um, and then a lot of the free agents might not stick around. Like, you know, this team could be an absolute shell of itself next year. Like, I would love to see Chris Godwin you know, just like go somewhere else and still be attached to a high profile quarterback. It would actually be sick to see him go somewhere else and get to be someone's true alpha. Like maybe mm -hmm. Godwin ends up with like the chargers, you know, nothing against oh. Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. They're great players. Um, and Keenan Allen is an alpha for sure. But Mike Godwin Williams is, is a free agent too. Yeah. I mean, if they swapped out Mike Williams for Chris Godwin and then kept Keenan Allen shifted Keenan Allen into like a Robert Woods role and Chris Godwin was the Cooper cup. And then they just bring in a third guy, like, you know, we could see absolute filth out of out of the Chargers. And I do think they need they need a bit of a pop on the offense because these mm -hmm. guys are, are good. They're great. Keenan Allen's one of my favorite players. But just look at the difference we're seeing with the Bengals, right? Like the Bengals had a really talented offense last year. Like T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, CJ Uzami. You're like, oh, like this really can't get much better. And clearly it, it can get much <laughs> better when you bring in a Jamar Chase. Like right. it just changes everything. And, you know, if they could do the same in like Los Angeles with one of these free agents, then for sure. I, you know, and then just on a personal note, like I really want to see the Jets try to at least bring in one high profile name somewhere on the offense, someone mm -hmm. that can move everyone else down and, and have them be great. I would love to see if like they can get a decent tight end, but not overpay uh, like one of these guys that's not actually great, but at least has seemed OK. Like I would even take like Dalton Schultz, right? Like at a tight end with Elijah Moore and Corey Davis, and maybe they get a high-profile running back. Like, maybe Alvin Kam Kamara is part of the exodus in New Orleans. He ends up on the Jets, like, something like that. Um, but Tampa Bay might absolutely fall apart. And maybe we'll actually get a season next year where Leonard Fournette is irrelevant again, which would, <laughs> would just be sick on a personal level. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, Aaron, for you, my friend. I know, sorry. For me, I'm just – I care about Chris Godwin. He's one yep. of my favorite players. I just want to know where he goes because I don't think he's going back to Tampa, particularly if Brady is retiring. So I am just interested in where he ends up. But Aaron, go ahead. 
We'll start. We will start with Chris Godwin. He was franchise tag last year. So you're right. Like it is almost impossible for Tampa Bay to afford him. Because when you franchise someone again, it's 120% of that salary. So let me do some quick math here. What his franchise tag would be. It would be $19.18 million. That's a lot of money. A lot of guaranteed money for a receiver and I don't know if Tampa Bay can afford it. And especially if Brady's gone, like, yeah, it is. It's one of those where if you're a Tampa Bay fan, you don't change anything from the past two seasons. You obviously won a Super Bowl, and that means more than 50 years of rooting for the team. So where does Godwin go? What if he goes to the Jaguars? Byron Leftwich was the offense coordinator in Tampa Bay, mm. goes back to Jacksonville. Jacksonville, a team that could definitely use an alpha. We haven't seen it from Chenault. Chark is likely gone. Uh, I think Chark will be a fine signing by whichever team gets on. They're going to get the injury discount. Chark is, I I think, signs like a one-year deal, a one-year prove-it deal. Hey, a thousand-yard season from like two seasons ago, A, are you healthy? And B, can you get a thousand yards again? So Chris Godwin to Jacksonville. Suddenly, Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. ETN comes back. You've got Godwin at receiver. You've still got Chenault, who maybe is best served as uh, I don't. He's not the talent of Debo Samuel, but could probably be utilized in some similar ways. He generates some touches closer to the line of scrimmage. I don't know, man. So, I heard that argument for Tavon Austin for a long time. Well, Tavon Austin, Debo, Debo Samuel's an outlier. Saying that, is, is. saying that that he is 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 Samuel is like every year when guys just say that the fastest dude out of the combine is Tyree Kill. Like that's true. That's true. Now the thing that I do like with Chenault in in that comp is like Debo. The reason he can handle carries out of the backfield is he's a thick guy. He's six foot, like two twenty. Debo's a lot bigger than people think. Tavon Austin was a speed guy that just did not have the BMI to, to take hits. But Chenault, 6'2", 220, at least has some of that size and did it in college. We'll see. They, they did do a little bit of stuff. It would be on a, on a smaller scale. It would just be more of like utilizing a receiver that can maybe play more of that. We know the NFL is a copycat league, and they saw what Debo did this year. There's going to be teams trying to replicate. We'll see. We'll see if they're able to. But hey, just putting Godwin there and helping bump everyone else down down the line, like Ishanault and Alpha. Two seasons we've seen like one game that week 17 last season where it's week 17 does even really count. You know the two touchdowns and everything. Besides that, Chenault has not not been an alpha. He could probably be a fine number two receiver. And you, Jacksonville's got plenty of money. They got money to burn right now. Some of the other receivers, Mike Williams is interesting. Uh, Adams as well, because what happened? I really, I think Adams does not leave Green Bay because even if Green Bay, if Aaron Rodgers does move on, you're going to slap a franchise tag on Devontae Adams. You, there's no NFL franchise that has ever let two players at the peak of their play leave in the same offseason there's just no way like that's why well, that yeah. and w- it's bad enough they haven't got <clears throat> rogers enough help what the fuck is jordan love gonna do not that he's gonna be great but what the fuck is he gonna do if he doesn't have Devontae adams <laughs> like, <laughs> right it's gonna it would be bad but besides those three receivers there is a bit of a step down the the next interesting one 
Christian Kirk definitely started to mm. have moments where he put it together. I don't think Kirk's going anywhere, dude. It'll it'll be interesting though because just the fact that he is a free agent, he's a 25 year old wide receiver. I have not dug into Arizona yet, but I have to sit there and go. They got to make a list. Like I, I agree, a 25 year old receiver that had a very efficient season, they should keep him around. But my goodness, you draft Rondell Moore last year in the second round. I think with the thought of, and we're probably going to lose Kirk this year. We're going to develop Rondell Moore. Did Rondell Moore live up to expectation? No, but Kirk is going to have a good market. Let's see. I, I like Spotrack and they, cause they have a nice little market value thing. This is what they expect. I, I saw, I, here's my thoughts though. Like AJ Green's old as dirt, right? So he'll probably yeah. retire at the very least, definitely take a pay cut at some point. Right. And more still right. cheap. And they, they're still paying for Hopkins, so it's less likely that they bring someone in that's more expensive. So if not Kirk, like, who's going to be in their price range to fill that spot that they desperately need? Like, Juju Smith-Schuster? Like, no, like, it's probably Kirk. And, you know, Arizona is com- competitive because they have one of those new-age young quarterbacks, and they, they need, like, at least three good receivers. We've seen that. So I, I don't know. I just feel like Kirk is one of those guys where they'll make – they'll find money for him, you know? It- and it at least seems reasonable. It's this isn't everything, but like I feel like it gives me a pretty good idea of like what to expect. Spa track has a calculated market value for most of like the big name players of hey, this is what we expect their their contract to look like. And they give and they give reasons for it. They compare like guys that have signed recent contracts around the same age, same production. His average annual salary is right below 12 million a year. So some of their comparable players, they mentioned Tyler Boyd, Corey Davis, uh, Tim Patrick, who just recently signed Nelson Aguilar as well. So I think you can maybe even bump it up a little bit because Kirk is a little bit younger than the, the last couple of guys there. Let's say that you're paying 13 million a year. So a four-year contract, four-year $52 million contract. I think that's, that's going to, that will be fair. Cause especially most people, I mean, I'm, I'm the salary captain. Of course, I've got to be digging into the, the salary cap. The salary cap is going to spike up big time. Like it's set at $208 million this year, two years from now, it's going to be $256 million. We're going to see about $50 million more. We're going to see some crazy contracts come up. We might yeah, see Kirk we have to consider like a lot of contracts are probably going to get renegotiated. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I think we may see some short salary contracts. cap is still matters, you know, because like certain guys, you know, they're not going to sit there and be like, okay, well, why am I making the same amount if the actual market value has gone up? Right. Know? Right. So we got some craziness coming up. I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe if Kirk does remain in Arizona, maybe it's a shorter contract and that can make some sense. Like, Maybe a two-year deal where he's making, say, $14 million each season. So he makes $28 million combined for this upcoming season, the next season. Boom, you hit free agency. You're now 27 years old, and the, the salary cap has gone up $50 million from what it was 2022. So I think we're going to see a lot more like shorter contracts because of that. But woo, buckle up, people. It's going to be like what we saw – last year thanks to COVID and a lot of one-year contracts and that's why this receiver class is just over over flooded with talent we're going to see players sign short contracts because it is something to do with the tv deal that they got they got like 
you know, the NFL got some massive billion dollar thing. If you follow NBA, something similar happened with the NBA years ago, big TV contract, all of a sudden role players that would usually sign for four to $5 million a year. We're getting like 13, $14 million a year. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. I would probably say if he stays in Arizona, a shorter contract. But like also too, like who's jumping out of their seat to sign Christian Kirk? Like I want your opinion. Like who's like, oh, okay, I need to bring someone into my team to win more. Where's Christian Kirk at these days? Who has Christian Kirk's number? Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's easier for everyone if Arizona just signs him. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Because it, it really did take him a little while to get to this point. And then technically he hasn't broken out yet in terms of he hasn't gotten the thousand yards and that's playing 17 games and yeah some of that is there was hopkins clearly the alpha and they were still there was a weird snap share or target share where green still getting his rondell moore even had an 11 catch game stuff that's super weird but you're right like the market the market will be interesting for kirk but it's it's just more of like there is godwin adams mike williams I think that there's a pretty significant gap underneath that. And like the next tier is Gallup, Allen Robinson, Kirk. Yeah. And I mean, technically Odell Beckham's um, a free agent. Right. And Brown, we'll see what happens with, I could see OBJ staying with the Rams and who knows with Antonio fucking Brown. Definitely. And with A-Rob and Odell, like the thing that's going to go against them is just, they're, they're just, they're older. Um, Odell up to up until joining the Rams really hadn't been productive in quite a while, and A Rob it plummeted too. So, like, those guys may become the new, um, the, the guys that sign like one year contracts, like a journeyman, yes, but like a, a hired mercenary. <laughs> hey, this really good team. Well, we have to see, I mean, with guys like that, it's it's really gonna come down to what they're looking for. Um, mm-hmm. If they want a payday, like Allen Robinson is just going to be cursed to literally spend his whole career with shitty quarterbacks because he could just say like, hey, like, fuck it. I'll go play for the Jets and make $30 million for the next two years and never win a game. But it's fine because I'm rich, you know, like or, you know, like I'm just saying, like, maybe these guys will will, will want money. Like if if OBJ wins a Super Bowl next week or in, in three weeks, like who's to say he's not just going to go to like some garbage team that just needs an alpha. Right. I mean, maybe I, 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 at least someone who has a better quarterback than like Baker Mayfield played this year. Like he could always go to like Oakland. I'm sorry, Las Vegas. Um, We'll see. But like, I don't know. I feel like those, You're right. that they're fucking older. Baker was trash this year. Son of a bitch. Baker was garbage this year. He's so bad. <laughs> Apparently injured, but it wasn't good. Um, yeah, but if he if it was affecting him that bad, that's when you got to let go of the ego, you fucking asshole, and take a seat and heal up. Jesus, he pissed yeah. me off this year. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I think the crux of my argument against you, Aaron, is that you've just lost all credibility to me because you you cursed Chris Godwin to the fate of Allen Robinson of the Jaguars for years, <laughs> and and why you would ever do that to a beloved player like Chris Godwin is beyond me. Um, <clears throat> Like wow, I, it was just why would you do that? Since <laughs> we're back on Godwin, oh, oh. oh go yeah. ahead, Aaron. Well, it's let's say I think a team that oh, they don't have a quarterback though. <laughs> like the the Colts, it, it's like 
putting him and Pittman together, right? And it's like the Colts could be creative and do something at quarterback because they're they they're pretty good salary cap. They've always they've never went and spent a ton of money, but maybe they go, you know what? We tried to be super conservative, really build through draft. We try to get our quarterback Carson Wentz. It clearly didn't work. And like, they're not hiding how upset they are. Maybe they go, you know what? <laughs> if this whole Rogers and Adams thing, if like they're a, a, a package together, because, you know, of course, Rogers goes wherever I'm at, I got to have Adams. I got to have MVS. Man, the Colts are like one of maybe two teams that could, could, fulfill that and go yeah we'll we'll bring in adams and we can bring you in that won't be a problem and we, we even have michael Pittman too it's you know if we're doing like kind of fantasy football trades it's like that's something that makes makes some sense but it's just tough to kind of figure out like what the other alternatives like miami maybe none are gonna be i got good. one for godwin hit us with it the fucking patriots Ooh. that's actually a good spot because um, Mac Jones can sling it a little bit, a little bit cerebral. He could use someone with – I mean, Godwin played with Brady. And here's the thing. They're horrible at drafting wide receivers, so they might as well pay for a fucking number one because, uh, yeah, that's the, the, they need to give Mac Jones that, I would say. So that was – just while we were talking, that one popped in my head. <clears throat> They'll have to be creative. Now, now that you bring up the Patriots, I actually take back a statement I said earlier. The Patriots would also definitely be the team calling Christian Kirk because they would see the value in it and be like, this guy is a better value than everyone else on, on the market because of the yeah. cost. That's, that's and so I was actually wrong. <laughs> I no. take that one back. Now, the only thing that's just rough on that one, and like, here's the truth on salary cap, is that teams can – they can make this shit work in so many ways, right? It's, they've got so much complicated shit, right? Like you, you can have, if, if Bill Belichick and the Patriots want Chris Godwin, they will make it happen. It's just going to be this weirdest freaking contract you'll see where it'll probably be like a two-year deal. The second year completely voids and most of the money that Godwin gets paid is actually on the second year. And I say that because last year the, the Patriots spent a ton, a ton of money on free agents. And the the difficult thing is now that you fast forward to this offseason, they naturally don't have as much cap space to spend because they went and signed both of the top two tight ends to big old contracts. Now I haven't dug into the Patriots. They're not, I think I've done like eight teams so far. They're not one of them, but like, I, I know I'm looking at their stuff right now. (sighs) The difficult thing, they could cut players, but when you cut players, these are productive players for them. So you're cutting guys. So you could sign Chris Godwin, but then you have to go and sign guys to replace the guys that were starters and big Mm. contributors for them. So if they want to, it would be some really crazy contract. It will be a four-year deal. It voids after this season. <laughs> like teams are doing that a lot these days. The Eagles, the Eagles do that a lot. They sign a contract that's really just a one-year deal. It just takes the cap hit and says, okay, a little bit of money this year, and then you're going to pay the rest next year because usually the salary cap keeps going up. It was just last year when it screwed teams like the Eagles and the saints i i feel you but here's how here's so now conspiracy theory here's how the patriots make it work and and get 
re- replacements for all those guys that they they had they had a cut right as the dolphins and the lions are in a perpetual rebuild and the titans decide to make some minor changes after their you know catastrophic failure last week um, they're going to shed all those Patriots players they've accumulated over the years who will then go back to the Patriots at a discount <laughs> like we see every single year. So they're going to get like a linebacker and a guard that aren't even great, but play amazing in New England because they already know how to. And then they got to buy Chris Chris Godwin because it's literally how it always goes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And yeah, it's it's one I'm sure if I'm given a couple of days, I can go through the Patriots. I can go. Here's where they're at. Here's who they're probably going to cut. Here's who they could restructure. And voila, here's $40 million. Like it's, that's, that's just, that is the reality of the NFL is that teams can do crazy stuff. What was it like the freaking saints are the most complicated team to freaking follow because they do these Taysom Hill stuff where even I go, I don't really know what they did. (laughs) I don't know what this contract is. I I wish like people turn to me, they ask me salary cap questions. I'm like, "Ah, the saints are a whole different. I could spend an hour on them. It's, oh, they're complicated. So it, I like the fit there because yeah, Mac Jones, you get an alpha receiver, Chris Goblin. And those other receivers I like, I like a Jacoby Myers. I like a Kendrick Bourne. I don't like it when they're the number one, number two uh, receiver there. If they're, if they're starting with Chris Godwin and three receiver sets, I like that. Put Jonu Smith at running back. Just let's go ahead. Let's make him a running back. Listen, as, as long as we're playing pro, like, you know, uh, real life Madden and acting like we're the GMs, <laughs> you know, if I'm the Patriots, right, based on what they've always done, you, you get Kamara Kim, from, from the Saints. Now you have like an elite pass catching back that you need. Like they have serviceable ones, but not the elite one. And then you get Allen Robinson on that injury veteran discount. You still have the clout of being a winning team, right? And then you just bring in a couple other guys, draft a few players, and boom, you have a team right now because you have Myers for the slot, Robinson. You still have the two tight ends, and it could be a good time. There you go. I love it. I don't know why we're trying to make the Patriots better and help Bill Belichick out. I'm sure he can, he can do fine on his own. No, it's no, the Patriots maddening. have to be better because the Patriots need to now go with a Super Bowl <laughs> next year only because it keeps Tom Brady in the news cycle because people will bring him up all the time. <laughs> and then, oh, no, Mac Jones gets hurt the in the AFC championship game and Bell Belichick's oh like, what am I going to do? And he signs Tom Brady. Oh, God. Out of retirement. Oh, actually, we had actually in a turn of events, they actually signed Jacoby Brissett in the offseason as the backup. He starts the Super Bowl, and now four ex-Belichick Patriots have played in Super Bowls. <laughs> Conspiracy <laughs> theories. That's what our podcast has become. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's yeah. actually the wonder in Wonderland, Aaron. I thought you knew that. You're a host of the show. <laughs> it's been a while. It's you know, I'm, I'm a little out of practice. That's why I'm a little rusty. A little rusty, still picking yeah. up on details of the show. <laughs> All right, well, fellas, that was uh, that was fun. I enjoyed that. A lot of good stuff. I don't know if either one of you have anything else you'd like to say, football, fantasy, whatever, or otherwise. I am still fatigued. I'm ready to just enjoy one more game 
in two weeks time. It's not next week, two weeks time. And then it's off season and I'm going to be rested and ready to, to do more stuff. No, no more football. We had a great show. Nothing I could add can make it better. And Mr. Chris, uh, anything for you? I'm uh, desperately looking forward to a break. So you're not going to hear anything football from me until the draft, but um, <laughs> I'm going to make it a bold off season pre- prediction that has absolutely no basis in any facts. I have no points to back this up with, but Matt Ryan will be the starting quarterback for the Colts next season. That's going to be my one bold call, gut instinct. And then, and then that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay. I actually like that. That would be, well, that'd be far better than Carson Wentz, I would think. But because uh, Matt Ryan still played well this year. Kind of. Kind of. Not throw really. Throw him in the, well, I mean, throw him on the Colts. I'm sure he'd be. You know, that change of scenery, better team, that can help. That can help. We'll see. I don't know. I'm probably talk, hyping up Matt Ryan a little more than he, he probably deserves. Anyway, <laughs> let's get the hell out of here. Everyone, don't forget to follow at DW underscore pod on the Twitters. And of course, AA Ron's 209 and at RMK Madness. And Chris, throw your Twitter out for the peoples. Uh, it's at value draft picks. That's right. Sorry, I haven't been on Twitter. That's <laughs> okay. Don't worry about it. Neither have I. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. All right. We're getting the hell out of here, people. Until next time, stay safe, stay vigilant, stay mad. And from the three of us, we're out of here. Getting the fuck out of here. And we'll chat with you again soon. Peace out. Welcome to the show. We're mad here in the Dynasty Wonderland.